Have no fear of missing out. The show's about FOMO. Your host is Brian Franzo. I'll tell you what you don't know. And now, your host, iSocial Fans. All right, welcome back to another episode of FOMO Fans. This is episode number 42. And on episode 42, we're talking about omnisensory conversational experiences. And that sounds like I just put a bunch of big words together to make it hard for me to pronounce because, you know, I don't like pronouncing hard words in the first place. Um, and I kind of did because I, I had a great time in New York City this week uh, interviewing different thought leaders from all of these amazing brands from Goldman Sachs to Accenture to Patron uh, to, uh, I mean, talking um, to Del Mundo. And we had all of these amazing conversations around innovation and where things are going. And this space is really exciting to me. And there's so many things changing, um, you know, news being dropped today, um, even on some new shows and things that are being released on the Amazon Echo preview or the Amazon Echo show, which is a new device that Amazon uh, just put out. I'm also going to talk a little bit about augmented reality, virtual reality, and the impact of the AR kit. But for those that are listening, before, you're, before you turn this episode off and go, oh gosh, Brian's going to get geeky. I'm going to get geeky, but what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to try to explain what I look at all of these technologies, what they are doing, but I'm going to simplify it and bring it back to why I think this is important. And I also going to talk about why I think it's going to impact the future of what we look at for social media and how we even are looking at today interacting with each other. And, and this is extremely important in my opinion, because I do believe the future of innovation is collaboration. And I'm going to talk about how collaboration amongst people, amongst devices, people to devices, and then even what I like to think of collaboration between our senses, our senses of smell, our senses of touch, our senses of hearing. All of these things are really going to be essential as we move forward into this new reality. And it's not as scary as you might think, some of these technologies are further down the road, although the news that the Hyperloop got approval so that we can go from D.C. to New York underground, uh, Elon Musk, uh, we are not worthy, my friend. Um, if you haven't heard about that news, I will include um, those links uh, in the show notes. And as always, I'm broadcasting this live on Facebook Live, on Periscope, as well as my YouTube channel. Uh, if you want to follow any of these and watch them live. You can bring your comments in. I do see some people that are in there commenting right now. My good friend Herbie from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, Herbie's a good friend from the Meerkat days. I see that he's in there. We have the Poa. We have Rachel. We have Sandra. We have uh, Alicia. We have lots of uh, people watching here live. So thank you all for watching live. And if it wasn't for my sponsor, we wouldn't be able to do this show. So I want to give some love to uh, Nine Spokes. And I, if you haven't done so yet, I would really love for you to take 10 to 15 seconds of your time and go to ninespokes.fomofans.live. Put that in your browser, ninespokes.fomofans.live. And then just fill out the little uh, free join me uh, piece on that landing page. You're actually going to see a picture of me on the landing page. 
And what they have is they have a free smart uh, dashboard for small businesses, entrepreneurs to connect all of their data, all of your cloud data that you're already using and connect it into one dashboard, allowing you to have a better sense of all of the different things and how they're going on. And it really is a, a great tool to get a snapshot of your current business, connect your finance data with your marketing data, with your uh, interactive data, with maybe even your, um, you know, your data for personnel and those type of things. So, uh, you know, Nine Spokes sponsors the show. I'm excited to have them on board uh, this month as well as next month. And to show the love and to show them the value of uh, supporting here FOMO fans, uh, do me that favor. Check them out. Definitely worth um, signing up for that, that dashboard. It is free. It is my beautiful picture on the landing board and uh, I do I do think it'll be worth your time and provide you some value in this crazy digital world. So um, now that we get that part out of the way, I, I want to talk a little bit, you know, I was in New York City. If you listen to the last episode, I, I interviewed Nick and Melanie who are um, both, were both speakers at an event called Innovation Congress. And Innovation Congress was, uh, was put on by the team over at Social Fresh. And Social Fresh, uh, in my opinion, puts on some of the best events, uh, in all of the social media space. And this was their first event, um, in the innovation space. And I thought they, they crushed it. They, they hit it out of the park. And I, and I want to give you some ideas of the topics that were there. And then I'm going to talk about some of the interviews that I did. And the nice part is, uh, on a future episode, probably around episode 50, I'm going to bring in uh, some of the audio from those uh, those interviews that I did so you guys can listen to it here on FOMO Fans. But to give you an idea of what the, the topics were being discussed at this event, it was the future of media, uh, where digital ads are going, the importance of bots and, and innovative technology with companies that you would not traditionally see. Patron gave an amazing keynote on how Patron leverages virtual reality Reality, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. Another panel, one of my favorite panels, was the Audio First panel, and the title of it was Audio First, The Internet's Shift to Voice, which was really exciting to hear all of these different voice options. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a second. They talked robotics. They talked augmented, uh, augmented reality, virtual reality. Uh, Nick Cicero, who was on the show um, last week from Del Mundo, he moderated an, an all-female panel about the future of video. They had um, the anchor from Cheddar. They had Refinery29 on there, and they had uh, one of the early adopters and, and early um, visionaries of Instagram stories from Instagram um, on that panel, another great panel. Then they talked a little bit about the future of work, and they wrapped it up with Cindy Gallup, and Cindy Gallup really hit home what this new experience is going to look like, how that impacts the advertising world, and the real importance of needing diversity and innovation. And I want to talk about that first. You know, um, as a dad of three girls, you know, I have three daughters, I've always been a big proponent in, in knowing what you don't know and surrounding yourself with people who know what you don't. I believe that is the true essence of, of building a great team, is that having leadership that understands they don't know everything, but they also understand what they don't know, what they're good at, and what their team is good at, so that everyone on their team can, can leverage their most valuable asset. And, you know, in this world we're living in today, you know, I give a lot of keynotes about the millennial mindset. And for the first time in history, we have four generations actively work, actively working in the workforce. We have the baby boomers, we have the Gen Xers, we have the millennials, and we have the Gen Z all today actively, actively, uh, 
engaging and actively working in the workforce. And by 2020, 50% of the workforce will be millennials and Gen Z. And so there's a massive shift happening. But something that I think is even more important than the generational conversation is the idea that how can we truly innovate? How can we truly believe that we are, are doing the most creative things and doing our best to change the world if we don't include people from all walks of life and we don't include people that represent the fans that, that are out there? You know, my, my philosophy of think like a fan really does mean that you must put yourself, you must embrace empathy and be able to walk in the shoes of your customers, of your clients, of your, of your audience. And it's amazing that in today's world, we, we need more different races and different uh, sexual genders and different people from different backgrounds being included in these business decisions, in these VC decisions. We need them to be included in the innovation conversations because how can we truly relate? How can we truly embrace a lot of these uh, changes in the consumer behavior if we're not willing to include them in the innovation behavior? And I think, you know, this was a massive um, focus of the event that I was at. I believe it was 58% of the speakers at this event were female. And there was also, I believe, almost a 50-50 split in um, diversity in races um, that were on uh, this panel uh, that, that were speaking at this event as well. And I think, you know, to, to move the needle where we're going in innovation, it's not about you know, old white guys talking to old white guys about old white guy crap because it's not old white guys that are the only ones that are are buying and using this product. And I don't remember what the stat is exactly, but I think it's something like, you know, uh, f females, women make up 74% of online purchase decisions. Yet when we're when we're looking at innovation in the um, e-commerce market or the, the traditional digital marketing space, oftentimes it, it's not women included in the innovation in that space. It's also uh, amazing from a mobile device perspective, the engagement levels on, on new technology like Snapchat and Instagram stories where there's certain races and minorities that are, are covering over 50% of that engagement, 50% of what's going on, um, and they're, they're not even represented in the conversation. And so I was really inspired by what was going on at, at the Innovation Congress, and it got me thinking about where we're going, and that's where this episode's going to go now. And, and what I want to kind of bring you guys to start thinking about is, you know, if you think about Instant Messenger or AOL Messenger or iMessage or all these technologies that, that we've kind of been using, they aren't much different than their traditional uh, things like email, right? Email and, and Messenger for many people aren't, aren't very different. But for me, the, the, the basis, the principle of this technology, the principle of how we leverage digital as a whole is, is so important to think about. Because the reason that I hate email is because email is about messages. The reason I love doing business over Facebook Messenger, I like using FaceTime video or Skype video chat. The reason I love podcasting is because it is about a conversation. Not only is it two-way, but it is more about the people that are, are sending and receiving this, this conversation than the actual message itself. And I believe as we look at technology, as we look at innovation like augmented reality, virtual reality, voice activation, things like uh, 
Google Home, Alexa, um, Siri, all of these technologies, one of the things that, that, that we cannot overlook is that this technology is moving us in a direction that is focused on the conversation, not just the message. And that's where we're going. And if you are in marketing, you're a business owner, you're an entrepreneur, the reason that you know relationships matter, the reason that when you go to an event, it's all about networking, is because those are conversations, right? Think about traditional media today. I mean, media for the longest time, the media that, that was out there, TV, we broadcasted a message to the world. Radio, we are broadcasting just audio messages, right? When we post content on our website, it is broadcasting a message. But when we start having conversations, when we start you know, engaging on social media, when we start bringing people and having them on the phone, the reason the phone is so, such a powerful piece is you know, it's, just, it's that idea that the conversation includes not only back and forth, but it includes listening and it includes an element of a human condition. And I, and I believe the human element of conversations is, is what's going to lead us down this path to not be so scared of this new reality that could include putting on augmented glasses and doing different things. And, and some of the technologies that I really want you to kind of uh, start thinking about and wrapping your head around, you know, when we're looking at you know, let's start with augmented reality, virtual reality, because I think that's where a lot of people want to start at. When you're looking at those technologies, one of the big innovations that recently was announced was the AR kit. Uh, Apple recently released the AR kit, which is allowing the average person to be able to leverage uh, augmented reality content creation on the new Apple devices and really even uh, the output being put on those devices. And one of the things that I believe is you know, actually, it's not even one of the things that I believe. It is, in my opinion, the number one, uh, I, I'd say the number one anchor, the number one thing that's holding back virtual reality and augmented reality. Many people are talking about the hardware, but hardware always starts out expensive. I mean, the very first TV that my dad bought was a 50-inch 50, 50 Mitsubishi TV that I think he paid like $3,800 for in 1999. And now you can go to Walmart and get a 50-inch screen TV that has you know, a 1080p and it's internet connected for like $200, right? So hardware always is one of those things that as we start mass producing it, as we start uh, simplifying it, as we start understanding user behaviors, hardware decreases in cost. But I believe content, actual content of value, understanding these experiences that are enabled in the virtual reality, augmented reality space is, is what is limiting, right? Because right now, it, there's a, it's mostly gaming. There are some, you know, I, I talked to the Accenture um, team when I was at this event, and they were talking about, you know, being able to uh, sit in boardrooms or, you know, one of the groups that I was working with with a nonprofit, you know, they're, they're trying to help uh, stop bullying. And imagine if you were able to put, uh, you had a dinner with a bunch of donors and you gave them a virtual reality headset and they were able to walk the shoes of a 14-year-old uh, transgender uh, child that is not allowed to use the, the restrooms inside of the school and is forced to go use the restrooms out by the gym, and you're able to experience every aspect of what it feels like to be bullied, imagine that immersiveness when you pull off those glasses, the, the difference between someone saying, hey, we, we want to stop bullying, and you feeling the bullying, and you being bullied almost in your own own way, where that's going to go and, and how that's going to shift the conversation in virtual reality to me, I mean, it gives me the chills right now because 
We're going to, we're going to be able to put people in those, in those experiences. But something that, that really we have to think about is, and, and why is virtual reality, augmented reality so important? And the reason I, I, I titled this episode Omnisensory uh, Conversational Experiences is that it's no longer about having one way of communicating, right? Audio is not going to replace text. Video is not going to replace the need for reading, right? The, but these are all complementary different mediums. They're different con- complementary different ways of having conversations. And when we look at it, it's now about when you when you watch a, a, a something on TV, you're getting the stimulation that you're you're listening and you're watching visually, right? So you're using two of your senses. But all of a sudden, we added a subwoofer underneath the underneath the TV, and now you can feel the bass. So when the airplane flies over on Top Gun, we're now leveraging three of our senses, right? Well, all of a sudden, as we add those different senses to our experience, not only do we become more um, in depth in what's going on, but it allows us to be closer to that human condition, right? And I talk a lot about that on this show. I really think where we're moving for the last 10 years, we've used technology to get further and further away from the human condition. We said, hey, let's put websites up. Let's, let, let's, let's do everything that, that allows us to automate so that we can be less human online. We can use technology to not have to be human. And I believe where we're going now is actually an amazing shift that we're coming backwards and we're realizing that we want to be the reason podcasting is so amazing is because you get to hear me in your ear. You get to allow me to come on, on, on this journey with you. You get to paint your own picture. And this idea of omni-opportunities, right? Not, it's not, you know, the, the, there's the app that I talked about uh, two episodes ago called Anchor. There's a new app, Anchor. And Anchor is an audio app where you can submit audio clips and you can even create podcasts from that. Well, today, or I guess last night, they released the addition of text or what I would say pop-up video style comments on top of the audio. And what's really exciting about this kind of you know, uh, you know, I'd say innovation is that as we're moving forward, the, the idea that, you know, when you put on a virtual reality headset, you cannot multitask. And, you know, for someone like me, that's scary as crap. You know, I love creating video. We're streaming this live right now on Facebook Live and Periscope. Shout out to Anthony. Uh, I see watching on Facebook Live. I see Bobby Stamps out there. My good friend Nick, the lawyer, is out there. Samantha, Chris Strub in the house. I got to hang out with Chris Strub. Uh, what's up to everybody on Periscope? Thanks, everybody on Periscope for watching as well. I love video, but the reason I don't consume much video for learning and the reason I don't watch as much video as you might think is because I I am very into multitasking and doing, you know, maximizing my time. So I listen to far more podcasts than I, than I watch on video. And what this really means is when you start getting to experiences like virtual reality, like augmented reality, what, what you're requiring for somebody is someone like me, you, you must give me an experience that transforms transforms what is what is going on how you're you're experiencing everything right i i have an apple watch which of course is dead right now um you know if we could only fix the power supply issue that we have in the world innovation would be a lot better but i have an apple watch and i actually love the the haptic senses right the idea that it can give me different vibrations and different feels and touches that that 
that gives you a different feeling than just your traditional vibration that your phone had given you or the ring that, that an alarm gives you. You know, I, I even have now set it up to where my phone starts vibrate or my, my Apple Watch starts vibrating before my alarm goes off, right? Because you're adding all of these omni senses to kind of move things forward, right? And I, this is where, for me, this is where we're moving the, the world to, and this is where the future is going. And I want to give you some more examples. And one of the people that I talked to that I'm going to probably bring on the show, maybe as a guest, um, over at, at, um, at SoundHound, they're doing some amazing things in the, in the audio space, in the, in, the vo- in the voice space, and understanding voice recognition. Because you know, one of the things that's really limiting today is that you, when you're using things like Alexa and you're using things like Google Home, you have to, you have to talk in a in a language that is not native, right? You almost have to restructure your, your questions so that the computer can learn it. And that's not really computer machine learning. That's not really um, something that is pushing us forward because we're having to retrain our brains, retrain how we think, retrain how we talk to leverage this technology. Well, what they're doing over at Hound is they're focused on total voice recognition. Therefore, it's understanding in, uh, you know, your influx in, in tone, understanding passion, understanding the difference between a child and a, an adult. You know, my, my daughter had to say goodnight to Alexa uh, about 30 days in a row before Alexa ever said anything back because it didn't understand my daughter's voice. And this is an exciting arena because as we push forward in voice recognition and voice dictation, imagine who, how we're going to be able to travel the globe. You know, I always tell everybody my favorite, you know, uh, world, place in the world to visit is the Middle East. I've been to the Middle East, uh, about 40 times. My favorite country in the world, um, is Bahrain and, and Bahrain is a little island off the uh, coast of Saudi Arabia. But if I was able to actually speak the local language or leverage a technology that enabled me to speak it or them to understand what I was talking about, imagine the, how we were able to push things forward. Imagine the, the conversation and how things are changing. You know, and this also comes into different things where it's now about providing not only an omni-level experience, but it's more about an, an omni-sensory experience. Because when we say omni-conversations, we think of, you know, okay, video, audio, and, uh, but, well, like probably pretty much just video and audio, and then we have the augmented virtual reality. But we have to start thinking about touch. What about heat and cold? Imagine if your, your Apple Watch could actually give you senses like it could actually give you that sense of it being cold to let you know, hey, you know, maybe if you are, um, you know, st- uh, struggling with diabetes and the, the, the cold sensation would activate your, uh, you know, to you to feel something else or for you to do something differently. All of these things are about how do we combine our senses and do it in a way that I think, and this is the most important element for me, and this is where uh, the reason I wanted to take the show this direction. It has to come down to the conversation, not the message. You know, I didn't want to get an Apple Watch when the first, when the Apple Watch first came out. And the reason for that was pretty simple. I thought the Apple Watch was an endpoint, right? And the Apple Watch was giving me notifications that I got on my phone. But when the Apple Watch turned into an action point where it's now enabling things, right? Like I was in New York. I just swiped my, my, um, my wrist over the, uh, you know, the, the machine at the counter, and I was able to pay for my product using Apple Pay, right? 
All of these things, now this is, this is me doing something from a, a device that is an action point. And that's where this conversation piece comes to because it, the, I look at Facebook, I look at Snapchat, I look at Instagram stories, I look at, you know, even the future of LinkedIn. I mean, LinkedIn just rolled out video. If you guys haven't checked that out, um, I'm one of the early adopters or the uh, beta testers of LinkedIn video. So if you follow me over on LinkedIn, uh, I believe it's linkedin.com slash IN slash Brian Fanzo or just search Brian Fanzo on LinkedIn. Uh, feel free to connect with me over there, but you can check out my public posts and I'm uploading native video to LinkedIn. And the question becomes is why is LinkedIn doing that? What does that, what does that really mean? Well, let's remember Microsoft bought LinkedIn. Microsoft wants the data, but Microsoft is in the game of virtual reality, is in the game of augmented reality, but they are also doing machine learning and artificial intelligence. They want to better understand how we interact, better understand where we're going. And one of the things that you're going to see very, very soon in the LinkedIn space is they're going to start to be able to validate what you're putting on LinkedIn. Let me say that again. For everyone up there that has a degree or has a, hey, I worked at this job for five years, but really you worked there for three, you were unemployed for two years, but some resume building fool told you that you shouldn't have a gap on your resume and you should lie, well, guess what? LinkedIn is going to start to be able to leverage that machine learning and all of this data to start to be able to validate the information that we have so that when we are pushing these conversations to the next level, we're now able to add the trust factor. And so for the last couple minutes of this episode, I want to, I want to focus on the trust. One of the things that I hear all the time when we start talking about artificial intelligence, we start talking about robotics, even Elon Musk, uh, you know, talked about it this week, Elon Musk said that he is extremely worried about the, the, the rogue elements of artificial intelligence. And let's face it, you know, um, you can't fix stupid. And if someone plugs in something that is smart and learning into something that is high powerful, yes, there is possible outcomes. But that's like saying that, you know, if you gave the keys of a car to a baby and started the car, that yes, the baby could, could wreck the car. But cars aren't dangerous unless you put them in the hands of the wrong person or someone that's enabled. And so when we're looking at where this is all going, I think of, you know, one of the, everything really revolves around this idea of how do we collaborate machine to machine, people to machine, but how do we trust not only each other, but how do we trust the data? How do we trust the the devices? And then how do we trust that the entire experience is worth our time? And as we move forward, as I talk more about, uh, you know, where I think voice is going, if you guys aren't using uh, the Anchor app, anchor.fm, I do recommend checking it out. I believe they are going to push the envelope in places that you might not have seen before. Um, I've been a fan of theirs for a little over a year, but in the last two months, they've made three or four massive updates, and they're doing some really cool things. I talked about the SoundHound app and, and what they're doing, but I want to leave you with this story that I, I, I talked to a Adrian from Patron. And Patron, of course, is the tequila brand, and everybody knows what Patron is, right? And, and I, love, I love that the live comments here, some people are talking about uh, they just started back on Anchor, and I, I'm a big fan of Anchor. Check it out um, without question uh, for those that are out there. But one of the things that I also wanted to kind of just you know, allow you to kind of wrap your head around as well as kind of better understand is that you know, these, 
you know, these brands, tequila, and I was talking about Patron, you know, Patron has the, is the premium tequila. They're not competing really with anyone in the premium tequila market, but they're, they're competing with every beverage company. They're competing with every beer brand for our dollars, for our time. And so I was talking to Adrian and, you know, they do virtual reality. They created a virtual reality experience where you could fly around the, the, the area, the lab where they actually create the tequila. They, they've been working with different technologies and different innovations in machine learning and artificial intelligence. And the question becomes, why are they doing this? What is, what is that, that, that end game? And it really comes down to this idea of building trust and then having these conversations where you're enabling a new experience that you can't get anywhere else. Imagine the idea of being able to immerse yourself in all of these different worlds where we're able to feel things, we're able to hear things, we're able to understand cold versus hot, we're able to truly move things in a different direction. And it's why you know, Facebook came out and said you know, they had Facebook Live and they're going all in with video and all of a sudden they enabled Facebook Audio. And for many people, they're like, wait, why is there Facebook audio now where you can post audio directly to your Facebook feed? Remember, and this is something I hit home in episode 40, when, when someone asked me the difference between podcasting and video, you must always put yourself in the shoes of your consumer, of your audience member. Where are they listening this to? What are they doing? How are they listening it? What device are they listening to it, right? And, and I saw Nick on, uh, on my uh, Facebook Live right now. He said, you know, he loves listening to my live podcast, but he puts it in the background on another tab. So he's using this live video really as an audio source for him to consume via audio. And I think these are one of those things that you have to understand as we move into new technology, as we look at all of these different arenas, the omnisensory conversations have to really put the consumer, the fan, the audience member first. Are my audience members doing it on their mobile devices? Are they doing it where they have strong Wi-Fi? Or maybe they're doing it on cell phone. Maybe they're doing it at work. Maybe they're doing it at home. All of these things drastically impact while they're driving, right? If you're driving right now, uh, one of the things that Facebook audio really enables that's nice is that you can minimize your Facebook app and just listen to it as if it's a podcast. That doesn't exist with YouTube. That doesn't exist with Facebook video. And I believe all of these technologies are going to start to incorporate omnisensory conversational type components so that the experience goes beyond just hearing, just, just seeing, just feeling and incorporating all of them together. And to me, this is something that I could not be more excited about. And so when you hear things like augmented reality and virtual reality, they're not here to, you know, they're being implemented today in small cases. But until the mass consumer can afford the devices and before they simplify some of the technology, it's going to be a little bit of time. But with innovations like the AR kit that's allowing people to uh, create augmented reality for the Apple devices. That's a game changer. The Amazon, you know, the new device, the Amazon Echo Show, which if you haven't seen that, I just found out about it today. And it's a, it's a screen on your Amazon Echo. And I, you know, I of course have uh, multiple Amazon Echoes in my house. I'm, I'm a big fan of um, that experience. You know, Amazon Echo with my Apple TV has really been my kind of, um, you know, 
I'd say my step into voice, right? I, I search via voice on my Apple TV. I ask um, Alexa for my, my weekend update, for the weather. Everything is very voice enabled. And they just added a Echo Show. And if you haven't checked that out, I'm going to put the link to the Verge video. Uh, Verge, TheVerge.com put a great video out on what the Echo Show is and really the value of it. But it's allowing you to, to do FaceTime video between Amazon Echo to Amazon Echo or even Amazon echo to your device and you might be asking yourself well i can do that on my phone why would i want to do that on the device remember the different consumers that exist a lot of consumers are not like me where they're carrying their iphone around in their pocket even when they go to the bathroom or maybe i shouldn't admit that (laughs) but when you think about it think about all of these things it's about simplifying the experience but imagine if you were able to put that device there and allow your your child in the room to be able to, to have a conversation with grandma and granddad without having to hold the iPhone or the iPad. You know, for me, this is a big deal because, you know, if you've ever FaceTime with a seven-year-old or, and a three-year-old in the same room, it's like tug-of-war slashes who talks louder, and then the poor person on the other side only gets to see the inside of their nose because they don't understand how close the, the camera is and so on. So, you know, with all of these technologies focused around audio and video and virtual reality, augmented reality, uh, voice recognition. We are living in exciting times because I believe this is going to enable us to truly get in touch with all of our senses. And probably more so than anything else, it's going to allow us to get one step closer to empathy. I've always believed, and and it's going to be my life's mission, once I make enough money to be able to provide for my family and kids, my goal will be to spread the importance and the training and the understanding of being empathetic to others. And to be empathetic, you must be able to come in without judgment, be able to walk in someone else's shoes and understand what variables impact them. And you must be able to open your senses to experience a whole new world in other people's eyes. To me, Anything that's taking us one step closer to empathy is a win. And I believe the collaboration of all of these technologies and the collaboration of this new experience is getting us there. And I tell you what, game on. For Brian Fanzo and FOMO fans, this is the main part of episode 42. Remember, tune in on the uh, podcast section right now for my five-minute rant sponsored by my friends over at Iographer. And I will make sure to include the links for our sponsor, Nine Spokes, in the show notes below. Or some apps have the show notes above. So show notes below, show notes above, show notes to the side. Um, as always, if you want to leave me a review on iTunes for this podcast, I would greatly appreciate it. And And last but not least, I'm going to give you this advice. You know, I I have a lot of people that talk to me about, you know, hey, Brian, you're on every channel. You're on live video. You're on every single social network. For me, my job is to be on everything, doing all of the things so that I can present to you their features and functions and you can decide where to focus your attention the most. I don't believe you need to be on everything, but how do you know that you're in the right place unless you know all of the things available. So my only suggestion, my only ask to you is this. You don't need to follow me on every channel. Follow me on the channel that you prefer to consume your content on, 
and I will be foreverly grateful. I know that we all have 24 hours in the day, and the fact that you spend any minute of those 24 hours with me listening to FOMO fans or watching the live streams on FOMO fans means the world. I hope you have an amazing day. You're as excited as I am at the future of moving from messages to omnisensory conversational experiences. Damn, that's a mouthful. I need to make it an acronym or something. Cheers. All right, it's time for that five-minute rant that you get at the end of every episode, sponsored by my friends over at Iographer. I got a brand new Iographer book bag that I absolutely love. I took it on my trip to Innovation Congress uh, this week, and I tell you what, it was uh, a lot of fun, and the book bag is, without question, my new favorite book bag. Even like it better than my Oakley Full uh, Sink Beck bag. And so I'm going to give you a chance to win one of those book bags that I carried around. So uh, check out the show notes for this episode. Make sure you uh, look at the show notes or jump on the website, isocialfans.com slash FOMO fans, and see what you have to do to get a chance to win an Iographer book bag. And I use Iographer as my case for streaming and I used it when I was up there in New York and lots of uh, comments about the ability to uh, connect my my audio mic to it and connect it to a tripod and it looks very professional so check those guys out Uh, there's a link in the show notes as well for a discount code over at iographer and so my rant today is really um, you know competitive collaboration Uh, I think you know being competitive is is extremely important I'm probably one of the most competitive people that are out there. And I've started to try to take a new approach to things where I'm putting blinders on a little bit more. Um, you know, I, I watched the, the documentary on HBO called The Defiant Ones uh, about Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine's journey. And Jimmy Iovine talks about how much, how his innovation and creativity was because he put blinders on and wasn't worried about what everyone else was doing. And to me, that's something hard to do. I love uh, celebrating others. I love watching what others are doing. But it makes sense because I think, you know, in, I got some comments from some people, you know, in this virtual reality, augmented reality conversation, to me, it's pretty sad when you see people arguing one versus the other or even arguing live video versus regular video. I think when we're looking at this, rather than saying, you know, and complaining about what something else doesn't have, why don't we focus on the value and the experience that is enabled by the technology or the medium that we actually enjoy using? And I think as we move into this new world, I mean, this whole episode was about this idea of conversations. And I think we need to start having more conversations with people that we might look at as competitors, or maybe they like a different, you know, this is a great example, I always use it, is you know, Apple versus Android. For me, if you're creating something in the mobile environment, you have to ask Android users and Apple users. And if you're an Apple fanboy, how do you know that Apple is the best uh, to build your AR kit on if you're not willing to understand the options that are available on Android or on Google or on uh, any of the other uh, technologies that are out there? And so I think you know this is something as exciting as this world is, as we become more uh, innovative, as we start working together, as we become more transparent, I really do believe we have to focus on having trusting, open conversations and allowing ourselves to learn from others while still keeping those blinders on. And I can tell you for the rest of 2017, it's my personal goal and mission to have a much more blinder type approach to everything I'm doing, everything I'm creating, and really focus on you guys, the audience, 
what I can impact and not worry as much about what everyone else is doing or how they're doing it or why they're doing it. And that's going to be difficult for me. And I'm putting it out there on this show so that you guys can uh, kind of be my, my supporters and champions out there. But for you that, you know, if you're listening to this and you're, you're wanting to get into these different arenas, or maybe you like one of the technologies more than the other, and you're trying to advocate for it within your business, I challenge you rather than putting down someone else's idea, why not try to address the overall things that you're trying to, to achieve and even open your mind to saying, well, maybe if their idea gets picked, how can we still work together to maybe accomplish the same goal that I want to accomplish? And it might not be the same way you want to accomplish something, but with so many different options, so many different channels, so many different ways to create and, and consume and do things today, I really do feel we need to open our mind, have more collaborative conversations, and let's work together and do some great things together. And hey, I could really use some help keeping these blinders on. For Brian Fanzo, iSocialFans, this is episode 42. As always, check out my sponsors, Nine Spokes and Iographer. And if you love the show, I would love a review on iTunes. If you already gave me a review on iTunes, I thank you. And I would love for you to share this out on social. Just make sure you tag FOMOFANS, F-O-M-O-F-A-N-Z, on the Twitters. And I will give you a retweet from my Twitter account at iSocialFans. Remember, know what you don't know. Surround yourself with people that know those things. And together, you're going to do some amazing things. Cheers.